Hello, you're listening to the BDO Financial Wellness Podcast, and I'm your host, Tara Bellio. Much has changed in the world since our 2017 survey about student debt. Five years ago, we found that three quarters of post-secondary grads regretted their student loans, and about 60% of grads under 40 were still paying off their student debt. While we weren't surprised by the results, they were concerning, and the student debt struggle continues. The difference is the financial challenges for Canadians under 35 haven't gotten better. In fact, they've continued to increase. Since COVID, young Canadians report the worst economic and emotional stress of any age group. Canadians under 35 are disproportionately losing full-time jobs, short-term jobs, and paid hours. And then there's the pandemic. Generally, younger adults have been last in line to get vaccinated, so may not benefit from looser restrictions for vaccinated Canadians. One quote I recently read said, it makes it very complicated to have strategies for opening things to only people who have vaccines, because then you disadvantage a group, younger people, who have given so much over this last year and potentially will suffer economically for the rest of their lives. Throughout all of this, there's still the fallout from the overwhelming student debt. Young people need higher education to get good jobs. The end result is student loans that often take decades to pay off. A few months ago, I had the chance to sit down with BDO License and Solvency Trustee Elon Kibble to discuss student debt, and I think now is a great time to revisit some of the things he said in that podcast. So based on uh, Statistics Canada information, the average student loan debt is approximately about $28,000 in Canada. Um, We're finding that there are a lot of grads between the ages of 30, in the the 30s and 40s, based on a survey we did back as BDI in 2017, uh, that are still paying off their student loan debt. So it's a number of years post their education and they're still struggling with the debt. There, there were a lot of things that came out of that uh, when we interviewed the people saying they wish they had made certain financial sacrifices in not being in this debt and they wouldn't have had to track this for the 10 years through their life. Um, also talk about planning ahead, so part-time jobs, summer jobs, certain things like that to help them in dealing with that debt. Um, for Canadians between the ages of 30s or in their 30s and 40s, um, the student loan debts are adding to their financial stress. So it's affecting milestones. Uh, people are delaying having children, uh, struggling obviously to buy a home. Pri- house prices are up, but they've got this additional debt sitting there. And then uh, I suppose saving for retirement, people are pushing that retirement goal further and further down the road. You just gave a dialogue of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. And that's a, st- a thing we, we've seen from everybody, right? So it's, it's just happening that it's getting worse and worse. COVID 19s kicked in. Um, people, reduction of income. A lot of people have lost their jobs. The fear is, are people going to get these jobs back? Uh, there's doubt that that's going to happen, or not as many are going to come back. So there's a lot of um, uncertainty out there. Uh, we've just recently done a, a affordability index it's called the BD Affordability Index 2020. And we're finding that Gen Zs, millennials, they're struggling to repay the mm-hmm. student loan debt. Um, nearly 40% of people between 18 to 24 years old and a quarter of the 25 to 34 year olds got sort of paying off student loan debts as their most significant financial challenge, which is, is very interesting today. 
As Elon mentioned, results from the BDO Affordability Index released in October 2020 found that a significant number of under 35s found repaying student loans to be their biggest financial hurdle. Even though at the time, credit card companies were deferring credit card payments, landlords were deferring rent, and they had just finished a six-month period of student loan payment deferrals. Today, most government assistance has ended, CERB, credit card, and mortgage deferrals. Intergenerational tensions, which already existed, have worsened. Rising housing prices have priced younger Canadians out of the market. They're calling it urban flight. Here's what Elon had to say about it. So, yeah, uh, what we find in the one quarter of the 18 to 34 year olds have overwhelming debt due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, there's, a, a, there's not a lot of job availability, given the fact that uh, the, the restaurants and bars and all that are closed. So a lot of people have less uh, disposable income or income at all to service student loan debts and their um, regular debts with credit card companies. Um, one third of the 18 to 34 year olds have put off paying credit card debt because they can't afford it. And that's significant. It's It's been helpful that the banks have delayed the payment. I think people need to be very conscious and wary that it's a delay. It's not writing off your payment. So it's eventually going to come back and um, people are going to have to deal with that. So they haven't forgotten about the debt, but they're just giving people time, they're, they're, they're being uh, nice to people for the time being individuals in uh, not demanding those payment. Um, the the COVID-19 hardships, uh, as I say, we said the income challenges, uh, you've got your rent, people can't afford paying rent. So they've got a lot of these stresses that are causing um, the uncertainty and very stressful uh, situations. Uh, interesting that um, four in 10 Generation Z, so that's people between 18 to 24 year old, have experienced layoffs. And we've seen that that's the, the, a lot of these individuals are supplementing the incomes with uh, bar work, restaurant work, servers. They can't do that, especially uh, we a lot of the regions are going to phase twos where these um, these lockdowns are happening. So it's getting tougher and tougher. And who knows how long this can go on for and how long we can afford it to go on for. So that's becoming a thing. Um, savings and debt challenges are real. They're affecting everybody. It's not uh, a single person. It's basically right across the nation. And um, people aren't able to, as say, enjoy the day-to-day -day things which they can't afford to. And when you get into the older generation X's, sort of people in my age group range, uh, they're saving less and honestly looking at the inability to save for um, future uh, retirement. Uh, I think uh, retirement for a lot of people are way delayed or they believe it may never happen. So now let's talk about the student loan assistance and what's new since we last recorded the podcast. So far, interest rates on the federal portion of student loans have been frozen at 0% for the past two years and will continue until May 31st, 2023. 
The 2021 federal budget includes the proposal to defer federal student loan payments for Canadians making $40,000 or less, an increase from existing limit of $25,000. There's also an opportunity for young Canadians to divert money into long-term savings plans like retirement or an opportunity to deal with the high interest debt now and focus on student debt after the deferral period. Here are a few tips from Elon for managing your student debt. So the old um, thing is budgeting, budgeting and tracking your spending. So I say to people, it's great to set up a budget, which is most probably the easiest step. It's now tracking that budget. Actual spending, what are you spending your money on? And then when you look at that is in these tough times where you may not have that disposable income, the debts have accumulated, the compound interest built up, you've got to look at start juggling and figuring out where can you cut back on certain expenses, um, the non-essential expenses. Do you need five cups of coffee a day or could you make mm-hmm. three at home? Um, you basically look at earning additional income if that's possible we know it's a lot more difficult right now given the COVID-19 not many things are open it may mean moving back in with your family to reduce some income finding a roommate to share living expenses certain things like that are definitely uh, what you can do on your own to help you deal with this and I think it's going to give you a good understanding and set up for the future on where you're really spending your money and what you want your future to look like. Um, the other options come in are what we call debt consolidations. Okay. So you could do your budget, you've gone through everything, you felt you've cut out everything you can, you've got to be critical when you do that, but you may still get to the point where you say, I just can't afford these high 25, 28% interest credit cards. Then it's looking at debt consolidation. So Basically, what a debt consolidation is, you approach uh, your bank, financial institution, typically a traditional bank or a credit union, and you apply for a single loan in order to consolidate your debts. Now, it's generally easier doing it when you've got fewer debts. You don't want to be, you, it's tough to do it when you've got uh, 10, 15 creditors you owe money to. When you've got five, six, seven creditors, easier to consolidate. Um, you get a single loan, generally at a lower interest rate, and it becomes hopefully manageable that you've reduced the credit card debts per se, keep your student loan separately. I'll talk a little bit about if you want to consolidate with the student loan, there are pros and cons to doing that, but that's generally what your loan consolidation is um, doing. As I said, there's generally the banks, which I would advise people if they're gonna do it, look at the banks. There are some secondary lenders out there. you got to just be very careful and read the fine print. Uh, but there are multiple uh, groups that will do these loan consolidations. Um, when is this a good solution? As I say, typically, uh, when you have done your budget and you basically have done the math saying, if I reduce this interest, I reduce my monthly payment, I can still manage my debts, manage my student loans manage what other issues I have. Um, be fully aware that not everybody's going to qualify, right? Um, they look at multiple criteria. 
They look at your income potential, the amount of debt you have, and your ability to pay it back. So not everybody qualifies, but it doesn't yes. hurt asking. Okay. Um, credit history is going to play into this. Do you need a co-signer? Do you uh, have a good credit history, a bad credit history? Generally, what you see when you pull your credit bureau reports is not the same as what the banks calculate. So there's always going to be a little bit of a discrepancy, but they're generally pretty, they're okay. a good guideline. So um, you need to make sure that you, you have the ability and they'll let you know, obviously, because if they say you're not approved, you don't have the ability to consolidate mm -hmm. your debts. Um, I mentioned the pros and cons of consolidating your traditional debt and including student okay. loans in that. So when bringing student loans, you got to understand student loans are a government yes. program. So governments may tend to be a lot more lenient or um, provide a, 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 a good ear to listen to and work with you. And if you need to extend that payment, you need to spread your student loan payment out over a longer period of time. So in those cases, you need to weigh up those options and it may not be a great idea to consolidate your loans. Because banks are not going to be as lenient per se. Yeah, banks are businesses. They, they've got shareholders <laughs> to report to. They need to recover their money. So once, you've, once they've given you all this money, they yes. want you to pay it back. And um, they will be open to a repayment arrangements, but at some point where they feel you've got too much it they keep running credit bureaus on people so they know where you're at within your income ratios your debt ratios the government okay. doesn't do that so they will be a little bit more if things start getting uh, tighter they feel that you can't pay it back there's going to be a lot more pressure coming from these credit cards and loan consolidations than there would be student loans so you got to weigh up those options do you keep the student loan separate deal with your loan consolidation and pay that off at a lower monthly payment and then speak to the government to see if you can extend the payment term of your loan. And there are other programs that we're going to talk about a little later where the government can help you with your student okay. loan debt. Um, so what about those people who just can't keep up with student loan payments? Is there a formal solution like a consumer proposal or a bankruptcy, a viable option for them? Yeah, so um, consumer proposals and bankruptcies are definitely um, uh, viable options, which is uh, what BDO offers as licensed insolvency trustees, is sitting down with individuals. It's a free initial consultation. Um, as I mentioned, we're federally licensed by the government to help people dealing with not just student loan debts, all debts, government debts, tax debts, student loan debts, credit card debts. And we basically go through a financial snapshot of your life, of what you're, where you're at, debts, assets, income. Um, and it's a, really a fact-finding mission. There's no obligation for the individual. And based on that, we, we run through what your options are. And we will go through and say, based on your circumstance, one of the other options we spoke about, the loan, uh, the debt consolidation may be the best option for you. There may be, we may guide you into the government repayment assistance program, which helps people student loan. And what debt. are those? Do you, if, sorry to interrupt, but what are those? Like, what are the basics of the assistance programs? 
I know in the recording, I just interrupted to ask a question, but I'm going to interrupt again um, because there has been a change to this since uh, COVID started. So I want to highlight that for our listeners. So deferrals or interest relief is available through uh, the repayment assistance plan for Canada student loans. But there are reports that the system is backed up because of the tens of thousands of applications and you need to apply for RAP every six months. So now I'm going to take you back for Elon's answer to the question. So the government assistance program allows individuals to apply to the government in order to um, reduce their payments. You've got to qualify uh, based on income levels, but it's really a program where they're giving, as I say, assistance to individuals who are struggling. It's really a program that goes over a long period of time, but it runs in six-month chunks. So every six months you need to reapply because I want to see that you qualify. Your income's down below a threshold minimum. Um, They have um, given that ability for where the government will help you with paying part of the debt if you meet the criteria and your income is below a certain percentage of what they're required to do in order to pay back that debt. Um, they've also offered for students grant extensions. So they've pushed out another year. Um, They've suspended certain reporting of income for these payments. So there are a number of programs which, as I say, you have to contact your local government or the federal government to see if you qualify for these programs. So that would be a definite option when we sit down with individuals and see if they've explored those options. So once you've sat down and reviewed the government assistance programs that may or may not be available to someone, when would you then look at a consumer proposal or a bankruptcy? So you've looked at, we've gone through everything. We looked at the other options aren't going to fit into your budget. You can't make it work. So that's when we would look at the consumer proposal and bankruptcy. And based on people's uh, circumstances, we would see what makes sense once again on their financial position. So um, the bankruptcies and proposals, if you look at the the two of them, they're somewhat similar. Credit rating has a very similar time frame impact to individuals. One, and there's no definitive answer. One would say the bankruptcy on your record for roughly six years, one say seven years. The proposals on your record for, there's different thoughts, six years to eight years at a maximum. So they have a similar impact um, on the credit rating, uh, but it's definitely a shorter impact when you're struggling with debt than continue doing what you're doing. Um, I always point out to the people, the individuals that I'm meeting with, the banks did us a favor a few years ago and you look in your credit card statement, they added a little block basically saying, if you keep doing what you're doing, it's going to take you 99 years and five yes. months to pay this off. And I always say to them, they can guarantee I'm going to live for a 19, another 99 years. Okay, I'll keep paying them. But other than that, this is generally the quickest way to start rebuilding your credit, either a bankruptcy or a proposal. I'm so glad you touched upon that because in... I, as you know, I do a lot of the social for our, our firm, and I see that all the time. I see people commenting, going, don't do a bankruptcy, don't do a consumer proposal, it'll ruin your credit. So I'm glad you touched upon that. Yeah, and as, as I said earlier, is the credit bureaus do a report, and they've got their credit score and how the credits are reported, and everyone comes into my office and says, I've got a perfect credit score, I'm sitting at 690, I pay it monthly, it's all good. 
And I say, that's great. If you can walk into a bank today and they'll give you a loan, then your credit score is good. Mm -hmm. But if you can't get that loan, that credit, credit score means nothing. Yep. So the banks do different calculations when they look at these things and they look at multiple factors rather than just your credit score. So you've got to be conscious of that. So the, the, the proposal on bankruptcies, even with people with where it says great credit score, they can't get the loans, they can't do anything. And they're still, as I said before, drowning, right? Two foot of water, 20 foot of water, you're drowning no matter which way you look mm -hmm. at it. So the proposal offers what we call a settlement to your creditors. You say to your creditor, I owe you X amount of dollars, but I cannot afford to pay it back. Therefore, I wish to pay you a lower amount based on my personal circumstances, my assets, my income. And we put it to the creditors. We help you draw up this uh, document. We go, go to the creditors and they come back yes or no. And then if they say yes, you're into the proposal. In certain circumstances where people have no assets, no very low income, a proposal may not make sense. And that's the what we call the the, the, the last resort is the bankruptcy. So you're basically putting your creditors on notice that you cannot, you, you'll never be able to afford to pay them back. And therefore, you unfortunately have to file a bankruptcy and uh, eliminate your debt. So you can be in the process from anywhere from nine months to 36 months or based on circumstances. And but it gives you the clean start. It gives you a fresh, you, I, I say to people, you're hitting that reset button. It's not People look at it as, oh, my life's over. It's the worst thing I can do. And I say, no, you're hitting a reset button. You're getting a second chance. And that's the purpose of the act, is to give the honest, unfortunate debtors a second chance in rebuilding their lives. I want to once again thank Elon Kibble, BDO License and Solvency Trustee, for giving us so much great information and advice that we were able to use it to highlight the struggles of young Canadians who are dealing with the financial fallout from COVID. It really is a subject that's weighing on the minds of students, grads, and parents in Canada. For more financial wellness podcasts and videos, along with debt management resources, tools, and expert advice, visit our website, debtsolutions.bdo.ca. And remember, we are here to help you turn the page on debt.